Okay, so this is the continuation of the last episode, which was part one of creating or the relationship with your dreams, um, the creation, the living, the manifesting, all of that with Spencer Pacinger. So here we go. My new dream is to make stories I want to make, make stories that I love and I haven't seen on TV or a, a TV and film and just having fun in this. Uh, being a producer and writing and creating this new world. Like it's almost like you say, when it comes to that mountaintop, I climbed to the top of the mountaintop. I won the Super Bowl. I played to some people. The top of the mountaintop is just getting into the NFL. But once I got up there, to me, it didn't feel hard to come down from that mountain and start a journey on another one. Because you you already know the amount of work needed to get to the top level. Exactly. So what inspires me the most about you is the fact that you're doing that in the entertainment industry. So you're a consulting producer with the CW All-American. Yes. If you guys did not know, that story is Spencer's life. That's mm-hmm. how he grew up. That is his journey. That is his life, right? <laughs> um, and so people don't know that you take classes so you could be in the room, right? And you, what I really love about you is the fact that not only are you in the room, I think a lot of times when people find out someone does, like I say, you do acting and then you do music, they think these doors open, yeah. right? But you have to be able to stay in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I really love about you is the fact that you're doing what needs to be done. even And even some of it is in a very traditional way mm-hmm. that the people that are already in the room had to do it, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing what needs to be done for you to stay in the room. Mm-hmm. Because in this world, you went into super mode don't mean shit, yeah. right? I'm but, uh, yeah, I'm glad you won a Super Bowl. Thank you. You might got a little money. Yeah. But what they got to do is you know how to make a, make a movie, make a show, you know. Absolutely. And so how does it feel to be a freshman in high school again? I mean, honestly, I welcome it because that's something that I love learning. I, I love the idea of absorbing new information. Like she knows when we're walking down the street, uh, we call it quick history. Whenever you see that plaque on a building or like a little statue that has a little write up on it. like The ones that nobody reads. The ones that nobody reads. Like mm-hmm. I love yeah. Taking, I'll take 30 seconds and take that in and now I have a new bit of the world I didn't know before. Like that's just, that's just who I am. So as much as I love absorbing information, it's asking questions. It's if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. I'm not just going to walk into this meeting and say, Hey, I'm Spencer Patient. You guys are making the story off of me. So like, I need to be here. It's no, I want to be an asset for you guys. I want to become undeniable to you guys. Like I was in the NFL as a special mm-hmm. teams player. So it was reading books. It was uh, comparing my scripts to other people's scripts. It was reading scripts online, um, talking with the people that were in the room and understanding how they came about. And if there's any way I can do a version of that, I, I, it was never a, if I saw one of our writers went to writing school and then had did a master's in such and such and went to, you know, SC school of film and mm-hmm. whatever, it's like, okay, that's great, but like I can't do exactly those things. And frankly, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to be that guy to say, but like I was technically further along than them in this journey of getting into those rooms because it's hard to sell a TV show in Hollywood. It's extreme. Mm-hmm. It's probably just as hard, if not harder, to win a Super Bowl. I was just about to ask you, is it harder to win so, a Super Bowl? Honestly, I think like this is one of the, this is one of those things that I think could be just as hard as winning a Super Bowl because. Although I didn't know it at first, and it was that like, oh, it's my first year in this industry, and I 
got a show in the air. Like, let's get a couple more on the, show, on the air. But is it hard? Is it harder because when you, even though the Super Bowl obviously is the holy grail, like you said, for mm-hmm. the NFL, but you did play football as a kid. You did have play football in high school and college. So there is a level of familiarity constantly going. And you just had to up the level of competition each time, right? Yeah. But in this world, you at the top already in day one, and but you're you don't have the fifteen years of backstory of building along the way to prepare you for that. Your toolbox is literally empty. Yeah, but right. I I don't think of it as being empty. I think of it as my skill set can translate to different forms, okay. to different to different industries. Where Your work it's ethic, like, exactly. Where it's just like, oh. Should I read three movie scripts a day? Should I should I read two TV scripts a day? Like, oh, that's just studying notes. That's taking notes on something. Oh, I know how to study. I know how to do that. I I did it for like five six hours a day when I was playing. Like, that's totally that's something I'm comfortable with. I, I have conversations with my good friend uh, Jelani Jenkins. He's a he was a linebacker. We both retired at the same time. We played in Miami together, but he's getting into like the cinematography world right now, and mm-hmm. he's like, bro, like if players use their skill set to dive into the things they actually really want to do, like they would be unstoppable because that's all he does now is like he's on YouTube, he's on Skillshare, he's on just anything he can to absorb information and log information to make him a better person at the job that he wants to do. Like he's able to do that without blinking. And I think more players need that perspective of like, taking in what we actually got out of the sports. Like, forget the lights, forget the mm-hmm. glamour and the wins and losses. The and skills you learn as a human. It's those skills that you learn that I hang my hat on because we're sitting in a writer's room for 10 hours a day going over story, and I don't need a cup of coffee. Like, I'm good. Like, this mm-hmm. is something that I've been doing for 15 years of my life. Like, this is easy for me. So it's just taking those skills that you that you know you have, you know you can hang your hat on, and applying it to the things that you actually want to do in life. So, with the show being on the air, mm-hmm. is good season two? We got season two. Okay. We just got approved for season two on uh, this past Tuesday. Thursday. Th- this past Thursday? Tuesday? Uh, no. This Tuesday. last Tuesday. week. I'm sorry. Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, this is something that it being on Netflix uh, really caught fire. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I believe we still might be up there, but it was the third most popular show on Netflix, second most popular amongst teens. If you guys um, didn't hear the name of it, <laughs> it's All American. So, <laughs> so it was it was just we knew that in creating the show and putting it on CW that the audience that we're trying to hit, they don't in digest uh, media like traditionally okay. is, you know, especially like the Nielsen report, like watching TV at nine o'clock at night on a Wednesday every week. Teens don't do that. They watch it on their phones, on their iPads, when they're in transit or whatnot. So. We said if we can get it to a platform to where it can be watched and, and, and on demand somewhere, it would blow up because the stories are there. We haven't had a bad review yet. Mm-hmm. We haven't. Anybody that watches the show likes the show. It's just it was to a point where we just had to get people it. to sit down I and mean, watch the show. Actors are good actors. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like once it went on Netflix and people started talking about it and sharing and everything, my like my Instagram just started getting just flood with DMs or resumes and can I be on your show and this is such a, like. The response has been so dope because there are people that look like us that saying we find relatability in the show. These are stories mm-hmm. that aren't on TV. And if they are shown on TV, they're shown in a negative light. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm so happy that everybody's taking to it. Um, 
we have some good stuff planned for season two. So, I'm, and then I really like the fact that it's about football. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's about transfer of skills from football, like yeah. in life. Mm-hmm. And so, you took everything you learned. How long have you played football, people? How old were you when you started? Um, in the most simplest, I was three years old when I was started practicing. I, I wasn't able to play until I was four, but my dad was the coach and allowed me to practice with my older brother's team. Um, so, from three to 30. Pretty much, yeah. You played football. So you took 27 years of experience and it's now created the new journey that you're about to go on. Yes. And you're using all of the skill sets. So the tools that we know that you had to do, number one, was you had to have a positive relationship with yourself. That's mm-hmm. number one. You had to not let other people impact your dream. Blair. <laughs> not not giving him his cool point at times. <laughs> um, but then you also that. had to have a good support system, right? Yeah. Because you did have Blair, even though you guys weren't in a relationship from time to time um, or at the beginning and then yeah. you got gotten one you had a strong foundation of a support system and what I really like about yours relationship is that Blair supported your happiness along Mm -hmm. the way and I'm not gonna say many women because I don't wouldn't know those statistics on who supports who and their husband right that's not something that's measurable Mm -hmm. but the stereotype will make you think that black black women don't support Right. Mm -hmm. Their husband's dreams may be in acting, entertainment in the NFL and things like that. Like that's a huge like you hear people say, oh, this person dates this person because they support. So I actually love that you were committed to his happiness. Actually, you were more committed to his accountability of getting to his happiness. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And then now you got you got to come back home. You reach happiness together. You're creating a new life together. And now you're in the phase of life that Blair said that she always knew in day one, this is what life is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because of your experience with your dad and your family members Mm -hmm. in the league, right? Mm -hmm. So all of that experience coming together is allowing you guys to build your three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath house, your life, right? Mm -hmm. And you're committed to the current dream with the or you're on the same you're on a new journey yes. with the same level of commitment as your previous journey. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you that's obviously something that works because you're in the new journey on a professional level. Like you're not, you're playing with the big boys, mm-hmm. you know. And guess what? You won a Super Bowl your first year. <laughs> you just said that I just started. I got a show. My first show was so blah, blah, blah. You won a Super Bowl the first year. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. the last, the, the final thing that I want to know about you is... Because you have your previous experience and you have those up and down points, what's different in this journey than in the Super Bowl? Because you won a Super Bowl rookie year. You got to mm-hmm. show rookie year into this, right? Mm-hmm. So what are you doing different? What are you going to do different than there? Because you originally said when you won the Super Bowl, I was like, oh, this is easy. Yeah. A few more, a few more of these, I'm good. You just said, <laughs> I got to show in the first air. A few more of these is good. Yeah. What's different? Because right now your paths are actually parallel Mm because you went back, reassessed it, right? Mm -hmm. You thought it was going to be easier to get a show. You had to go back and put in more work at the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. You had to go back and reassess. You did that. So now you're in classes. This is this. What's going to be different than the previous journey? I think when it comes to the previous journey, it's I won a Super Bowl, but like the New York Giants won a Super Bowl. And you were a part of that. And I was a part of that. I think now it's sort of getting comfortable standing in the spotlight a little bit. Um, there's a lot of 
I've been getting a lot of requests, a lot of, of uh, media attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm never one to like, oh, let me turn on my phone on myself and be that person <laughs> on Instagram and, and just being that personality. I never thought of myself as a personality or a brand. I'm just like Spencer. I'm just a regular mm-hmm. guy. And that's why when people, when they hit me up on Instagram and I respond to them, like, oh, I never thought that you would hit me up because like, you're you. I'm like, bro, I'm a regular person. Like, don't take me mm-hmm. off of whatever pedestal you have. But I think it's being comfortable to stand in that spotlight a little bit more than I have been in the past. And just knowing that, like, with that recognition, that recognition came because of the things that I did in the dark, because of those long hours, because mm-hmm. of uh, being in that writer's room and helping create those stories and, and having those meetings across town at six o'clock at night when you're fighting traffic and you're tired and and you're away from your family and away that's from a major family. sacrifice and right like all the sacrifices everything that went into it like just being more comfortable to stand in that spotlight and be like you know what yes like i can i can celebrate this moment a little bit more i think i'm still having a hard time like sitting and appreciating the moment because i'm always assessing and always trying to figure out you know how i can be better at XYZ, even with our with our baby coming into the world. Like, I'm excited that I'm having a son, I'm having a second child. But when she told me, my mind immediately started auditing the past year and a half of where I was good with uh, our firstborn and where I could be better. And she's looking mm-hmm. at me like, yo, like, be in this moment right now. Like, it's okay to to feel the fruit of your labor right now and appreciate this moment. So I think it's just getting better at appreciating that moment and, and knowing that that light that's coming to me essentially is earned and not okay. and given. So when you were in, um, when you were playing with the giants, mm-hmm. they gave you a position that you were not prepared for. Mm-hmm. You do know that's going to happen in oh, this journey, right? You ready? I hope so. I you hope ready? Okay. I'm like, you do know that's coming, right? <laughs> so uh, I mean, I, I, I think it kind of already came. Um, I was asked to rewrite a movie. Okay. Uh, and I had no business rewriting a movie, <laughs> but I gave these producers, these producers reached out to me and um, I don't want to say too much about the film just yet. Uh, it's an ind- independent film though, but... I was able to to throw in my own perspective and my own expertise of being in football mm-hmm. into this script. And I handed it to them, I think, early, late last week. And they just responded a couple of days ago and said they loved what we did, me and my writing partner uh, okay. did with it. So I have no business like writing a script right now, but the fact that they trusted in me and, and like what we have done, uh, they're pumped up about it. So hopefully... In the next like year, maybe two, like you might see it on a billboard. Okay, but yeah, hopefully. hopefully. So this is this is a show where we manifest our dreams. You mean <laughs> in the next two years when I see your movie on a billboard? Like, there we go. Hopefully, yeah. in, what? In the in within the next two years when you see it up, uh, we can we can refer back to this podcast and this will be me joyfully talking about it. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this on up. I really, really appreciate you guys. Um, everyone that I've ever had on the show is someone that I actually personally know and I adore and I think that they're great people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the audience knows how I met Spencer. I met mm-hmm. Spencer because I was having literally an emotional breakdown <laughs> one day um, with a friend of mine and who's like, I've never seen you in six years break down. Like, you're one of the strongest people I know. You're always overly prepared. Like, what do you mean? And I was I opportunity to pitch a project um, to the holy grail of who I who I value in the industry Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm not ready and ready he's like 
you're just saying that. And so for me, when I say I'm not ready for something, I truly mean that because I I really feel feel that way. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's my instinct saying, no, you're really not ready. So I actually hate when people tell me, yeah. you're just saying that. Like, yeah. I appreciate you motivating me, but I'm so comfortable with self that mm-hmm. when I feel the way I feel right now, mm-hmm. this is truly, yes. you know, so I was holding on to that. So he connected me with Spencer and I told Spencer, like, everything that I had. Spencer was like, you're way ready. Like, <laughs> you got way more stuff than I had when I did mine. you did. Yeah, you did. and I overly, like, analyze and I overly prepared but what I realized from that moment was I didn't want to stop for a moment and just assess what's going on mm-hmm. and if it, if you're not ready to do to submit your information don't mm-hmm. but if you want to take that gamble do but whatever decision you make feel comfortable and go on that journey and be prepared for that. And I really, really appreciated you for that. Like so much. Like all the time I'm like, nah, let me tell y'all something. I had somebody that I tell, I tell my friends, like like I had somebody that I view very much you and one other person who's coming on my podcast. Um, And both of you guys, like, look, if I ever win an award, there's two people (laughs) that I'm going to mention in my speech. And they're going to be like, why did she mention me? (laughs) Like, it was the smallest thing, like, Mm. literally the smallest thing that people would probably think that conversation that we had was nothing. Mm -hmm. But I was, when I spoke with you, I was in the stairwell of where I was staying. And I was crying. Like, I was like, I can't present this to her. She got eight shows on TV. Like, I'm not ready. Like, I was broken. Mm -hmm. And in L.A., we have a lot of people that say, oh, that's me for lunch. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. L.A. is just. Yeah, Yeah. right. But let me tell you how I knew you was a real one. You told me to call. You told me let's speak at a specific time. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like 12 or 1230. Yeah. Five minutes before the meeting, you sent me a text message that said, I'm not going to be available at that time. Give me this amount of time and I'm going to call you. You know, in L.A., folks just, they would have waited till 1230, 1 o'clock. Oh, I was busy. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. that's how I knew, like, mm-hmm. oh, no, he's really that person mm-hmm. because he was very specific. And I'm not going to be available at the time that I told you, but I will contact you. Mm-hmm. And you did. And that was my first, like, dang, that ain't L.A. people. It's not. And, it's but... Not. <laughs> It's not fake industry people because you're actually born and raised L.A. That is L.A. people, Mm -hmm. right? Like Blair's like, yeah, that's everybody. (laughs) No, that is L.A. people. And so interacting with you made me comfortable in two things. One, it made me comfortable with interacting with a man in the industry and not feeling like, they're going to try to holler. Mm-hmm. I've never felt uncomfortable with you. Like, I've never felt you, like, in fact, at first me and you showed me pictures of white, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like, she is so, I'm like, oh my, your baby. I'm like, well, how are you going to come to this meeting without the baby? Nobody want to see you, Spencer. Like, like, right? And you, yeah. I've, so, to be a woman in this industry and feel like that, I mean, I know Blair, you're not in this industry, but in mm-hmm. life in general, mm-hmm. how many men do you, you men that you Feel engage far with? Between. Thank you. That mm-hmm. you're you're not thinking, oh, this Here person does. Even if it's just a comment, I've never thought that in my mind about you. Well, thank you. And so thank I you. I appreciate that about you. But you also because that's how you are. You change how I viewed other men in the industry oh. and perspective. Like, I don't go into it with yeah. this defense or oh, he going to try to da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Like, you are the person that may be like, you know what? There might be a bunch of Spencers out there. Mm-hmm. Right? I hope so. Yeah, I do. But no, it's I have. Not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. But I have met some people in that regard that mm-hmm. is like that. 
But I may have missed out on a lot of opportunities because I went up to it with that, you know, with that blinder on. Yeah. You know, so that's the second thing you did for me. So one, you allowed me to reassess myself, mm-hmm. calm down, just look at the pieces of the tape, the puzzle, and let's just put the puzzle together, mm-hmm. right? Two, you made me feel very comfortable in starting a new journey and going back to school. And going, doing things. I'm always like, Spinch, you writing? <laughs> what classes you registered in this you semester? keep me on my toes. Yeah, right? Me like, I sent them an email with like 18 different documents <laughs> and research. And I'm like, look. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I love the fact that you are my accountability partner. Mm-hmm. And I root for you so much. Like, I'm like, man, right? Um, and fourth, I really love y'all's family. Like, <laughs> oh, thank like you. you guys are yeah. like, couple people go, couple goes. Yeah, I don't know Will and Jada, but I know y'all. So <laughs> I'd be like, no, Spencer's family. They, you see them on the beach, and they, they're Coachella. Like, they, that little girl is so cute. And, you know, like, Blair, I'm like, get on my nerves like you know what I mean but in a good way like you know I absolutely adore that and you don't we don't see enough of that right Mm -hmm. we don't see enough of it in everyday life and Mm -hmm. we don't see enough of it in TV Mm -hmm. and so what's important about that is because you're creating stories and that is your truth that's going to shine through your stories you know even though a lot of people experience the stereotypes of what we do on TV that is not majority that's not all black people that's not all people of color so i'm excited that your truth is something that i want to see on tv and it's you can't write good stories without having your truth in there yeah right so and you came from a loving family both of you came from a loving family and i love the fact that you all represent two whole people that have come together and not two people with broken pieces that are filling the holes of the other person. Mm-hmm. And I just appreciate that so much about you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think, um, and before, I don't want to get like long-winded, but we were actually talking about this a, a couple weeks ago. Um, when it comes to, especially specifically athletes, uh, I can't speak to any other industry, but when it comes to professional athletes, sometimes, and I've seen this happen where the man that's playing, that's playing the game, he's on the field, he looks at his wife, his girlfriend, whoever's there as just another cog in his machine. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, if you're, if you're with this, like this train is going with it without you. So fall in line. I never thought of that. I never thought of of B in that way because it's like, no, you're, you're not a cog in a machine. Like you are the machine. Like we're doing this together. So I, I don't like when, when athletes that I know, and athletes that I've seen from afar, they treat their other as that just, you know, you're just another accessory on my belt and I can switch you out when I need. It, it, it always run me the wrong way because I grew up with, what, six aunts or five aunts. My mom, I have three aunts on my on my dad's side. It's like treating women with respect, that's in my DNA. Like, I never want a woman to look at me and say, I'm fearful when I'm around you or I'm on higher alert when I'm around you because it's like, no, I... I respect you. I respect you as a person. Like, woman, male, whatever, like, is there a respect factor here? There is. Okay, now let's work and see how we can both become better people. So when I hear those stories, and, and yes, we're in this era of Hollywood. And they're not just athletes in the industry of sports. Exactly. Exactly. But when now that I'm in this industry, uh, in this Hollywood industry, and we're having these meetings, everything, it, everything's going 100 miles an hour. And everybody's getting called out on things that they have done in the past and and whatnot. Mm. I look at it like, what are y'all doing? Like, 
Y'all can't sit in a room with a woman and have a conversation without you like feeling the urge to put yourself on people, like to put yourself on that person. Like, I don't, I literally, that's not in me to do that. So I can't understand how somebody can have that thought process to do it. So, but that also is going to speak to another one of your troops. You're genuinely a good human being. And because you respect women, your stories are going to reflect that, mm-hmm. right? One thing as an African American woman, and Blair can comment on this. We're very over-sexualized on TV. You know what I mean? And I made a comment the other day, like, you know, some of my favorite shows, the woman is molested as a child. Mm -hmm. Or there's not a positive relationship between the black woman and a black man. Mm -hmm. But then a white man is her savior. And there's nothing wrong with those storylines at all. There's nothing wrong with those storylines. Those are someone's truths. They're part of our spectrum. Exactly. But in my life, I've... I have a stepdad and I have a regular dad and both of them in my life, they're both black and they both, you know, are kind human beings. Like, mm-hmm. and it's it's just, that's not my truth, even mm-hmm. though I, some of the shows I watch, but that's not my truth. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that a lot of times we look at TV and we go, oh, my story isn't being told from the trauma perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, but we don't often look at, actually, my story isn't being told from the, the, the great parts of my story. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my mom did work two jobs so I can get the best education. Yeah. My mom did sacrifice. Like, they'll show on TV someone from an inner city area and the mom is out of the home and the kid is in the streets running around doing something, getting into selling drugs, whatever case. And they always kind of implies because the mom wasn't in the home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I go... That's interesting because my story is my mom wasn't home. She worked two jobs majority of my life, definitely all of my teenage years. Mm-hmm. But I also went to some of the best schools. I went to the best schools I, she definitely could afford, mm-hmm. hands down. Mm-hmm. You know, and she made sacrifices so I could have good education. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they never show that part. Mm-hmm. They never show that as children, and I'm sure your daughter will be the same way, we look up to our parents, right? And there are those stories where the inner center youth are experiencing yeah. those things. But I w- I've experienced more black kids that are trying to almost partner with their parents. Like they yeah. know, mm-hmm. well, my mom yeah. be out there. My mom said, I got to be home by the streetlights. Come on, I got to get my ass inside because yeah. mm-hmm. my mom worked 15 hours. She gonna, And we may say it because, oh, she going to whip my ass if I don't get home. But it's also a partnership of, I'm going to help us win. She doing what she needs to do to make me yeah, win. Mm-hmm. Exactly, right? Exactly. And as, exactly. that's actually one of the ways you got to Beverly Hills High School is because your dad and your uncles worked there, right? Yes, yes. So did you live in Beverly Hills at the time? No. Mm-hmm. So no. that's a perfect example right there. Yeah. Like them being in that environment, bringing you in, completely changed the trajectory of your entire life. I mean, even it started even with my grandmother. And uh, I know we wanted to end it, but... My grandmother was that person that when Beverly wanted to integrate back in the the late 60s, the area that they were looking at was Baldwin Hills, uh, Lamert Park area. Like my mom, I mean, my grandmother didn't live in that area, but she was able to get into that cluster that was able to become that second generation to integrate at Beverly Hills. So where my uncles and my dad, they went there, then came back to coach. And then that's mm-hmm. how me and my brothers went there. And now my little cousin is a junior at Beverly right now. Like there's three different generations that Mm -hmm. have gone through Beverly, but it all started with my grandmother being like, this is what they think the status quo for us is. Oh no, we have a potential opportunity to get something better out of it. Great. So by her just being diligent and knocking down those doors, like we're literally sitting here talking about a TV show based off loosely off of my life and what she did back in the sixties. So it's just, 
just that trail that leads to where. And she's still with us or no? She's not, unfortunately. Because it's like full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Like when my daughter and my son come up, like I will never tell my son and daughter they have to be better than me. Because that, I'm looking at it now and I'm like, there's, there's, I wouldn't want that pressure on you. And I've seen friends and family succumb to that pressure. That's why we didn't, we're not naming, we're not going to have a Spencer Jr. I don't want my son to have to deal with living up to my expectations. I will never tell my children they have to be better than me because that's just pressure they don't need in life. It's what do you like to do? Okay, let's see if we can foster that. And luckily we'll Mm -hmm. have, you know, hopefully we will have time to be able to go through whether it be sports or, or tech or STEM or anything like marine that they want to do. That girl. Hmm? Like marine, marine biology. Marine biology. It's like <laughs> if if my daughter wants to do something out of whack and she wants to jump out of planes and be a skydiver, okay, let's do it. I'm going to be scared. but like, Because the goal is happiness. Exactly. You, you now realigned your entire life around the destination of happiness. Exactly. I'm so happy to have you guys here. Thank you very much. I appreciate you all. Um, Spencer, how can everyone find you? You can find me. And let me just make a little point. I don't care if you're offended. Don't be sliding his DMs (laughs) because first off, Blair probably tease him (laughs) because they close like that. Number two, I like her. She's beautiful. She's great. She's beautiful inside and out. And she black. So look, let me tell you something. You don't get many couples like this. So let me tell you, y'all little, you know, I don't want to call your names and stuff, but keep your little DN slide to yourself. They they've been they've been very like respectable. I I don't get too many like that, and all I just right. delete them right there. So the ones you get it's stop. The, it's just like the resumes and all that's crazy. But you can find me on <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at Paysinger uh, P Y S N G R. So it's my last name without the vowels. Okay. Um. So that in the show. Uh, the show is All American on CW. It's streaming on Netflix right now, but you can follow their handles as well at CW All American. Okay, and season two starts when? Season two, we're working on getting it approved for potentially the fall. Okay. Um, but we're getting back up in the writer's room within the next couple weeks. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you, you guys, and you Thank guys have you. a great day. Yes. Bye. <laughs>